All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 30 of the Kill Your Internet podcast. Go ahead, E. <laughs> Northeast Philly joke. There we go. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. And with us today is the gear car. We got the Lord, Mr. Roast Malone over here, dressed like he just rolled out of coals. <laughs> and we got Rolling Ken Bianco over here. Oh. Kenny, what's up, buddy? Not much. I do not look like I rolled out of coals. Yo, it, it, it's yeah, you look like you rolled out of fucking... Bed, you schlub. You know, wearing <laughs> pajama pants. Yeah, Eric's in plaid pajama pants and a t-shirt straight from Kohl's. Yeah. What's your t-shirt say, dude? Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, he's in one of those quote t-shirts you get off the rack at Kohl's. Oh, stop. <laughs> he's got the Kmart shirt. What's it say? It's. <laughs> it says... I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. Oh, my God. Dude, you definitely... Which actually is, like, accurate... It and looks, that's the fucking sad part. It like, really, I do that. it really looks like a quote that a mom would put up in a meme on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What, yeah, what, it, but what, it's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. What is the age limit for like that? You hit an age where you can't. Well, I'm over it. I'm very over it. I'm wondering what the. I hit the over. Is it like probably? I would say 16, 15? It's uh, Twelve, I bro. If you're out of grade look. school, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're, I feel like that's in that evolutionary stage, like. When you stop wearing like whatever your parents buy for you, and you start having some interest in having clothes. When you're like, I don't know, probably I don't know, like, like what are you, twenty seven? Now, damn man, they're fucking flexing Rose, on me. Still, Rose like, Malo- the roast of roast well, Malone. You still got the, are those vans you're wearing on your feet? Are they what vans? Yes. Like, All right, we got some. Got to drop in, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, yeah, you're these aki ass Walmart pieces. Yeah. yeah, these are Target shoes. Real quick, shut up. These yeah. are <laughs> these are the best. Nineteen dollars. I spent. You want to talk some shit? Yeah, we're out here on Monday night. This motherfucker's got jeans and a fucking Henley neck. Thank you very much. Cross sticking out. You fucking (laughs) (laughs) schlub. That's all you got. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get to business. Zeros is released into the world. Thank you, everybody who has listened thus far. We we are at around fifty six thousand streams. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. We hope you like it though. Please yeah, we're like talking. No, you yeah. think the music is good? Yeah, the music is spectacular. I'm very happy with. Shout out to all the radio who's been around the country. Uh, the love's been out of control. Uh, I'm very proud of us for keeping our feet moving during quarantine and getting this out. And I want to bring this up because uh, we have Goku Love from Hero of the Band on the podcast today. And yo, I was tired before that conversation, and my man pumped me the fuck up. We are definitely kindred spirits with that band because. They, too, just put out a record called Unicorn, which is fantastic. But they were basically like, yo, we had two choices in quarantine. We could either, you know, you know, buckle down and do nothing or just fucking get our shit done. And they, they, their record is great, and I got pumped up talking to those guys. So I'm pumped to release that, uh, that interview. Overall, guys, I'm just really, really proud of us. I love the way the record came out. I love the way it rolled out. And everybody did a fucking fantastic job. So I just want to say I love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Love you too, right, bud. Cool, man. That's oh man, I wasn't expecting that. I'm. You're really, all right, I guess. Yeah, Ken, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Tall. Just putting it on for the Tall. podcast. You know. Sorry, I couldn't hear you over the. Yeah, we uh, we are in our rehearsal studio right now, and there's a punk fan just going ham next to us. <laughs> so we're doing our best to keep it all together over yeah, here. They were playing La Bamba earlier. Yeah, they though. were playing La Bamba. That shit was. They were playing Mo Bamba earlier. That shit was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah. So other than our record dropping and all the new music coming out, fucking sports are back. Let's go. Eric's in his gambling bag already. <laughs> e, what are you down so far? Yo, first of all, fuck off for assuming <laughs> I'm down, bro. <laughs> I am. Yeah. 
<laughs> you want to tell but me the um, tell what was the bet you made when I I texted you? I was like, yo, man, like we gamble again, and you were like, oh, the the baseball thing was it? Was it? I thought it was, was a union or something. You oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Actually, I've been I've been betting on European grade school soccer because yeah, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> nah, but uh, I I just. I like went on FanDuel and I seen I had I don't know I just probably had like forty ish bucks like from before when I didn't even and then you blow it all I just yeah I just didn't I wasn't on it so then I just went back on and I was like oh shit like <laughs> fifty that? G's on the Cavs let's go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first half over yeah. I put the D to that now nah, but uh <laughs> um I just I saw the Union were on and it was like it was tied and there were it was like not even in the sec it was in the first half still and uh. Union were like even money to win. Are you live betting MLS? I did. Oh, I'm not. Man. It's not a continuous thing. Thank God. But uh, <laughs> I mean, they're even money to to win. Like they were there. I had been hearing on the fanatic in the morning. They're just like on a hot streak. So I was like, fuck how'd, it. I, how'd that go for you? They tied. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kissing your sister. Dude. It's like kissing Kevin, dude. It's like losing forty bucks. Uh, it is like losing forty bucks. It's exactly what it's. Like. Uh, Ken, have you been on a gambling kick since it's been back? So what my friends do is called the friendship parlay, where everyone in the text picks a money line or a bet. Yeah, and we you guys are fucking degenerate. It will be like no, eight games, and like I usually just like for those ones put down like a dollar or something. Just yeah. then I'll win like twenty bucks. I'm like, all right, that will be my next bet. Yeah. We had the Mavs Rockets. We needed just that one to hit, and the Mavs blew it in overtime. Your boys dropped the ball, oh. dude. Oh, yeah. dude, I actually. They uh, fell apart. I took the Rockets plus four and a half and hit that. So oh, congratulations. <laughs> I have not gambled yet, so yeah. I do my gambling on the stock I market, did, boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did bet on <laughs> baseball. It was like a DraftKings boost. Three teams, the like I think I won forty bucks. Hey. Yeah. And I just got DraftKings. I was like, I just cut a check and send it, whatever. Yeah. They <laughs> cut me two checks of forty bucks. No! So I won, I won eighty. Take the house, bro. DraftKings fucked up. up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bless up. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, sports being back is just fucking spectacular. I feel like I'm yeah. in a better mood all the time, except for when the Sixers blow a game and let TJ Warren score 40, 52 points. And I don't care what anybody says. Nobody had. He had 52. Hit fi- Bro, he you hit can't that, let- they were like, we're in it at the end, and he just hit that chuck of a three-pointer. That like was the dagger. Yeah, like two steps in. I'm not even right. mad, though, because I'm just happy the sports are back, even though baseball's falling apart. The NBA, the NHL and the NBA are doing an amazing job. Ooh, this, yeah. Football's not going to happen. Football's it's not. It's not looking good, bud. They need to do a bubble. Yeah, I mean, I... Yo, shout out... Is it too late? Shout out to Dougie P. He's going to beat it. He'll be fine. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he, he even said fine. he's fine. He's like, I'm asymptomatic. But either yeah. way, any, oh, did he? Oh, yo, okay. I will take the coronavirus from Dougie P. I'll suck it out of his Same. soul. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dougie P. Before we move into wildest shit that we see on the internet, I want to give a shout out to Mac Miller. It's a two-year anniversary of Swimming coming out. His last, oh, shit. last record that he put out while alive. Amazing album. The inspiration behind Legends Don't Die. And also, it's two years since Astro World by Travis Scott, which I've been bumping oh. all day. Fucking great record. I do. You know what? Honestly, right now there's a lot of good music coming out, and we're going to talk about that later in the podcast. But I just want to say to I don't know what's going on in Europe right now, but there is some crazy, amazing rock shit coming out of Europe. I showed Ken Fontaine's DC earlier. This uh, this Irish band, and then you know I'm a big fan of uh, Idols. I'm a big fan of Idols. Idols, it, it, yeah. Idols is just I don't know. I've been on a really like just in your face ignorant shit kick when it comes to rock music and that's been what I've been on so uh, we'll get into what the fuck we've been listening to but let's go right into the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet Ken this one's for me and you a real life baller storyline just came into existence Dwayne The Rock Johnson bought the XFL for 15 million dollars 
XFL is back, baby. How does The Rock have time to do everything he does? He doesn't. Because <laughs> he's the hardest working motherfucker in the room. Like, yeah. he's spending time with his kids. He's doing TV. He's doing movies. He what if there was just company. one thing? Like, what What if he didn't spend any time with his kids? Like, he just had one, like, thing he <laughs> just neglected the hell out of. He's just really good at Photoshop. It's <laughs> 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 his nanny. He just... The Rock's like, yeah, man, I have time for the XFL, he WWE. He just, like, bought a surrogate family for $50 million. Yeah, yeah, He probably could. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know what this means for the XFL or if they're going to play or anything like that, but shouts out to The Rock for putting his money where his mouth is. Boots to asses. Dude, it probably is good for them. Are you kidding? I'll watch if I The mean, Rock is... What, what if The Rock suited yeah. up? What? What if The Rock suited up like he got on the field <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. brought back the what if, what He's if, all what pro if, in every position. Yeah, what <laughs> if the what if like the one attraction in the league was The Rock was a one-man team and he played other teams yeah. like... He was the quarterback. He was everything. He he played. There was no line. He snapped it to himself and he just ran every play. Oh my god! He has a team called Family with Vin Diesel, the, Rock. <laughs> yeah. uh, the ghost of Paul Walker. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Um, exhibit. I mean, uh, Ludacris. Sorry. Exhibit. Ludacris. No. Yeah. Luda, no. Ludacris. Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, that'd be a stud uh, team, dude. I see get, Luda um, as a wideout. What's his name? The British guy. I see Luda as a Jason corner. Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah, oh, Luda's a lockdown corner. Tyrese is definitely a tight end. Or yeah. a defensive end. Yeah. What's the Rock? Rock has to be the quarterback. Rock's an interior lineman. <laughs> but the Rock is also the quarterback. He plays. He plays on two ways. The Rock lines up under center. Ready to no, take the wait, snap they, from they, the Rock. Wait, they have the kid from uh, Tokyo Drift is the quarterback from Friday Night Lights. Mike Winchell. Yeah, Mike Winchell is the main character in Tokyo Drift. Oh, shit. Damn, they got a fucking squad. I'm down for the Fast and Furious. I don't yeah, know what the Ghost whack, of Paul right? Walker is going to do. And Winch then um, what's Vin Diesel <laughs> plays? Vin coach. Diesel like yeah, he's really short. Vin Diesel's a fullback. Fullback? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fullback assist. Other than that, let's go into Johannes Cespedes over here not showing up to the game for the Mets. Did you not hear about this? No. Dude. So yesterday, the Mets played a 1 o'clock game, and Johannes Cespedes just did not show up to the stadium. I forgot he was even on the Mets. So he doesn't show up. He didn't call. Nobody knew where he was. They couldn't get in contact with him. Johannes Cespedes is dead, was trending on Twitter. Literally, people thought he died or was in trouble or something like that. Turns out he just packed his bags and went and went home and never told anybody. And later in the day, huh. his his uh, agent called the Mets and said he opted out for the season. He just straight up left. And people were saying, like, you have to look at it. He was batting, like, 113 this year with 15 strikeouts. And he, I think he was just like, fuck this shit, I'm out. That must have been the best feeling ever. Oh, <laughs> canceling plans? Yeah. Oh, my God. Canceling uh. plans is like drugs, dude. Canceling plans is the best feeling in the entire world. We're just like yes. when you like, how much money is he probably guaranteed? And he's like, you know what? I can probably just leave and I'll still yeah, get Yeah, I'll still get paid. some of it, like whatever. <laughs> he got Mongo paid. When yeah, he, he got there. crazy paid. But like, that's just so funny that like we're in a situation now where he's just like, you know what? I'm hitting like shit. I'm out. Yeah. Deuces. But like his manager was like, no, he did not tell anybody anything. We were all just <laughs> worried about him. <laughs> like, Dude, in that trade. So like when he got traded, some I forget who said this, but... He got traded from the um, from the A's to the Red Sox for John Lester. The uh, the article said, uh, like on Monday, the uh, the Oakland Athletics traded UNSS for this to the Boston Red Sox for John Lester and a glass case for Billy Bean's giant balls. <laughs> 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 oh man, I, lo I, I love it. I love it. Um, let's move on to what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start it out, then we'll go E, then we'll go Ken. Uh, I'm going to start with Fontaine's DC. Uh, they just dropped a new record called A Hero's Death. First off, fucking incredible, just 
it's almost like spoken word, angry punk shit. It's so good. I don't know whether or not it's his his delivery with the way he sings, but it gets me every fucking time. It's so good. Just it's very different in what's happening now. 100%. I think you're about to see a turn towards that, to be completely honest. Just more real shit. I agree. Really dope. So, uh, yeah, the Fontaine. Generation's coming the new generation's coming out with that shit a lot. Fontaine's DC is my first pick. E, do you want to go? Yeah, dude. Uh, do you guys like Pantera? I think you probably don't. I dabble. Not a Pantera guy. Dude. We go. They have this. They, so their official live video for Domination is from like Moscow, I think, some big festival in Moscow. Dude, it is the fucking. It, it's like might be. It's up there, like for the best like live heavy metal. It's like, dude, it's like one of the best heavy metal songs I've ever fucking heard. In People, my whole a life. lot of like, metal has speak very highly of Pantera. I think, I in that. my opinion, Pantera. Like, so I think, like, I mean, Metallica. It's like Metallica, like. They're a good band. They like had super successful record sales, and they like they started doing like all the covers and like Garage Inc. and shit, and like kind of like I don't know, like popped it up. In yeah, my yeah, yeah. I think yo, I think Tool and Pantera should be getting the acclaim that Metallica. I think Tool gets. is, to be completely honest. Tool, yeah, but they're not like they're like I, industrial they, they're, rush. Yes, I feel like yes, with the I, times I, yeah, they're, they're they're from math nerds, and I mean that in a complimentary yeah. way. I, you're a loser, uh, but. <laughs> um, Anyway, love this, you, this, li- <laughs> this live version of Domination, dude, Dime has the sickest fucking solo. I can't listen it's to you in those pants talk like this yet. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? This makes me more qualified, bro. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> this is me sitting in the office. This is him you getting look like off the y- online message board. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> you look like you yeah. should have the John Clayton hair in that commercial with the Slayer <laughs> yeah. t-shirt. Mom, I've done my segment. <laughs> All right, can move on to yours, bro. What's no, your first I'll one? I'll follow E with a little bit of the heavier stuff. On the way down here, I was listening to Mesmerize and Hypnotize, the two albums by System of a Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song on Tentative is... Damn, we're getting heavy jam. in this one. I just love, like, how System, they get, like, that thrashy verse sound, and then, yeah. like, they'll go into, like, the sorry operatic, operatic choruses. 100%. Fucking sweet. I'm staying heavy, too. I'm going T.I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I have, I have something I want to say. I don't understand the lack of respect for T.I., because T.I. is... One of, if not the most important Southern rappers behind Outkast. Go ahead, Ken. I know you're a big fan. Well, no, no, I agree with you, but keep going because actually my second pick is probably going to go with yours. To me, well, I mean, I could pick anything, right? And I think I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with "Popped Off" featuring Dr. Dre. It's off one of a later mixtape called "Fuck the City Up." And Ti just Ti has features with everybody. He has so much success. He's a fucking great dude. Ti and dude, he's in Marvel movies. Ti is just the man. But more than anything, Ti's got classics, and I don't understand why people are like. Like they they write Ti off as like this like like just like another guy like Ti is lost in the jumble. Of, but Ti is like, so important, and I don't understand why. Like a Paper Trail didn't leave my CD player in high school for a full fucking year, dude. It was yeah. like oh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, he has so many classics. He so. also came up in like a golden age. Yes, yes. absolutely. Well, I mean, he yeah, was. The, he'll always be overshadowed by like you know Jay Z and Kanye. And yeah, shit. but like, I Kanye think coming a little but bit. But I think, but I think too the thing with with Ti was Eminem. like he was one of the first people in a while because it felt like the. the Atlanta was in a drought, and then all of a sudden T.I. comes out, and he just fucking dominates, and he yeah. paved the way for the current golden age of hip-hop rap, which is, you know, Atlanta's the fucking center of the universe when it comes to hip-hop, yeah. and T.I.'s the godfather of that, yeah. so shout out to T.I. I want to give you your flowers while you're still alive, my man, so shout out to T.I. E, what's your second? Uh, Gangstar, Mass Appeal. Let's fucking oh, go! Man, we're going to have a hip-hop yeah, Let's dude. go! Uh, yeah, dude. It's like Did that, we coordinate uh, this? Like... 
Yes. <laughs> First off, Guru and DJ Premier is the ultimate combo. It's untouchable. It's fucking the best. And that's Gangstar. Yeah, it's Gangstar. Yeah. Sick. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Guru is the MC, and then DJ Premier, who is produced for all the legends. He produced yeah. a lot on Nas's Illmatic. He's just the goat. Uh, it's yeah. a perfect fit of like a rapper's voice with and the production. Beat, you know, exactly. Smooth, so smooth. Smooth. Yeah. Reminds me of the Giannis beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It's just like the that, shit. Like, DJ know, Premier is ass. is just the best. I I can't say more about. D- See now we'll get into hip hop chat. And we'll just be here for hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, that's like I've been leaning back listening to that. Fuck yeah, like, rolling your dad's Mustang, just killing it. Wish, <laughs> All right, Ken, what's your what's your second? My last one is Common featuring Ooh, Lily Allen, wild. driving me wild. Driving me wild, nice, so man. good, so good. That whole album. And that forever. record was the follow up to B. B. Yeah. And that had was that Universal Mind Control or was that the album? No, because Universal Mind Control was the follow up, and I don't know if that was the record after, but that song's fucking incredible. Yeah. And it's just, it got me thinking, kids are gonna come up seeing Common on TV in these commercials. And that's all they're gonna be like, oh, I didn't know the guy from the Microsoft commercials like raps yeah. too. And I mean, dude, he's been and around he's forever. Yeah. Yeah, he's one, one of the of greatest the lyricists of all time. And it's yeah, just something like with hip hop. Mad influence too, like like diverse influence. Yeah. yeah. Like a J. Cole probably chance the rapper, they're all yeah. Yo, I didn't bring too, yeah. this up though. This was one of the other wildest shit that I see on the internet. So Master P <laughs> was doing an inter- was doing an interview and he said he has information that J. Cole is training to try out for an NBA team next year. Really? Wow. J. Cole played... I've seen J. Cole in the gym, bro. He dunked. J. Cole played college basketball at St. John's. Oh, shit. He played for a year and then stopped to yeah. pursue they music. They were in the tournament and shit, right? Yeah, like, Saint, yeah well, St. Yeah. John's in New York City. That's how he got to New York to meet Jay-Z. He, he lived up in New York to go to St. John's and then oh, dropped out to try and do music. Yeah. But he has a new shoe coming out with Puma. That's a basketball shoe. J. Yeah. Cole does. Ooh. And if J. Cole gets signed to the Sixers... I will buy every motherfucking jersey they make. I will buy all old alternates. I'll lose my mind, dude. I'll trade Simmons and Embiid right now for J. Cole. Let's go. <laughs> all right, easy. All right, relax. You uh, know, the thing with Common got me going with, I don't know why I feel like in hip-hop, like, if you're a rock band or any other genre, when you get legend status, yeah. you're still in our stadiums the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. You're, but with hip-hop, you kind of just you get your moment, and then it's... It's ephemeral, yeah. yeah. Well, I think too, it's it's a younger genre of younger music, and I don't know. That, and I think too, and and this is just for for most hip hop artists. I don't know whether or not the live show has caught up to the product yet. Probably, like, you're right. Yeah. So I, I don't or know some of that. Well, right. and also the the generation who would be filling stadiums later in the career is maturing now, so we might see that later. That's true. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And I, I fucking hope so because I hope Kendrick Lamar still selling out stadiums, playing with a live band when he's like. I mean, Jay Z, Jay Z's an anomaly. We can't count Jay Z, mm-hmm. and Kanye's an anomaly. We can't count Kanye, even though I don't know what the going on with Kanye um, but I, they're I mean, now playing the Cranberries let me tell you something though if <laughs> if Outkast right now did a tour they would sell out stadiums they've been around since 93 yeah. I guess you're right it's probably just catching up now that we're getting more established I do agree with that I agree with what you're saying though and I really hope it goes it like T.I. you know paper trail and then I kind of feel like after that it was a fall yeah I, and I feel like too right now the industry is in this predatory phase with hip hop where they know it's the hottest shit out right now so they're just like Getting it out there while they can. They don't really care about the back half of an artist's career. So I, I think True. like it's a bubble. It know, is a bubble, yeah, and I mean, yeah. well, everything goes through bubbles, and every, they burst and then they re, then they reform. You, could, you, you could also make the argument in that sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying, where like it's especially prevalent there, but it's kind of incumbent on an artist to keep it rolling. And I mean, too, I guess. There's we'll, a, but there's a you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. A, it's it, the fact is, hip hop is still kind of a growing genre right now, and it's and it's hit its peak at this point right now. 
But yeah. I, I think you might be seeing the bubble about to burst, and then other things are going to come back into style. It's the way the shit goes. It, it's, it all moves in cycles. It, yeah. it always does. So that's what the fuck we've been listening to. We have a coronavirus survival guide, which if you're new to the podcast, we list. Uh, it's basically like a Mount Rushmore type of a thing. This week's Mount Rushmore is our favorite conspiracy theories. <laughs> well, can we? I'll bring this up. Why? Eric has an alien update he wants to go into real quick because last week we had a conversation I, about aliens. I didn't want to go into got, this because it's really... He's got a PowerPoint he's got to get. Yeah, Eric's got to put on his PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. All right, so for the listeners, you'll just want to adjust your spectacles to see this PowerPoint. Um, I don't know. It, it's this thing called the Great Barrier, and it basically says that... I'm not going to go all the way into it because it's super depressing, but like... It basically says that technology will never advance to the point where we can harvest successfully, like, solar energy. Yeah. And that's why, basically, like, we haven't had, like, any, a crowning, like, alien encounter. Yeah. Like, the thought is is that, well, we never will because technology will never advance to that point to allow for, like, intergalactic So you're trying to tell me that, so, so my idea that aliens are going to come down for our music and then we'll use them as promo will never happen? I'm not saying that. <laughs> Do you believe in aliens? Fuck yeah. Do you believe in aliens? The universe is way too big for fuck yeah, right. the, the, the chances. Too. Like, if, we're, if the chances happen for us, why the fuck would they not? Well, then let's go into our conspiracy theories here. I'll start out. My number one conspiracy theory, and you guys know I'm high on this, is that Australia does not exist. Stupid. Australia does not exist. If you think about this, Australia was supposedly founded by England as a prisoner colony because their prisons were overrun. So they, what they say is that they took all their prisoners into boats and then they sailed all the way across the world so they hit a new continent and then bullshit. They kicked those motherfuckers out in the ocean Two miles away from England. And now the conspiracy... Th By the way, this is not something I actually believe, but it's kind of... Uh, that actually it's southern Chile where they have actors who perform as Australians and they fly you in circles for 13 hours to get there. My, there's so many holes People in this from conspiracy, Chile. first off. First off, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why what? would they pay actors? All <laughs> of the governments in the world are complicit in this. Why does Australia have all these exotic animals that don't people, exist anywhere else? People from because Chile. Pangea got broken off. And then yeah, because they, they remain there. there so why, why do they have giant dog crocodiles, birds. which are called Because they don't have kangaroos. fucking wings, and they can't swim across the and ocean, And you also bro. forget the British Empire was probably in India, so they probably went to India and then just went from India to Australia. Oh, yeah, like they packed yeah. a bunch of PB&Js for these guys. People and like, all right, buckle up, guys. All I'm saying is... Australia is not real. Next conspiracy theory. Ken, go. Right, mine won't be recent because I brought this up. That this oh, coronavirus yeah. is just to help boost Amazon to help take over the world more. Bro, everybody, I really think that Jeff Bezos wants unemployment to go on forever so people have to keep ordering shit from their houses. I swear I have not seen Amazon trucks. In, and I get it. We're all living at home. But like all of a sudden, they're just coming out of the woodwork. He everywhere. knew this was coming. Jeff Bezos uh, yeah, made thirteen I, bill in a day. I was driving home from work, and I drive on this like country, like county road, pretty much. And an Amazon truck came out of a driveway that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, you're first, dude. You're first on his list. You're gonna." Oh man, twenty thirty is gonna suck when, 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 when Overlord. Twenty thirty is gonna suck when Overlord Jeff Bezos forces us <laughs> into factories to create yeah. for Amazon that he's gonna feed to the aliens. <laughs> All right, Eric, what's your first conspiracy theory? All right, this is crazy, but uh, basically, like demons, ghosts, like anything you can think of, like that exists. 
because there's this thing in your brain. It's called your pineal gland. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Um, we call it the peen. Yeah, yeah, the peen, the peen for sure, the PG. Um, but no, like it's it's like this is true. Like it's the it's it's like very like uh, it's part of your limbic system. Like it's very like uh, very little known like about how it actually there's like a lot of ambiguity surrounding like brain shit yeah, yeah, yeah like different stuff in, like going on in your brain um it's the most complex thing in the known universe human brain you didn't know that one's for free um yeah um <laughs> but no like the pineal gland is said it's supposed to be like your third eye yeah like, in a mystic sense oh shit and that's like that's like physiologically present in your brain okay like no disputing that like obviously you can dispute the function but like I found this very interesting. Physiologically, like if you're if you have a smaller, if you have a smaller, um, pineal gland, <laughs> you are fucking three years old. <laughs> so you if you have a smaller peen, you are three years old, bro. All right, so continue with the peen. So if you have a smaller one, then it allows for like greater blood flow through it. Fact. You literally are Fact. Four years old. <laughs> and if you have a bigger one, it allows for smaller blood flow. So if like if you go b- and like if if so there are like cases where they measured somehow that like in like instances of like things like demonic uh like possession like when your brain is just kind of like act like active in a certain way based on that yeah like if you have a smaller gland then like you're more prone to like that type of like so inca- it, like experience are they saying it's not real they're saying no that- they're saying like it's there's like. There's is like a like, scale involved. Is there like a barrier that breaks down between the spirit world and like the real world if you have a smaller pineal gland? Is that no. what they're saying? No, they're uh, you're saying like you have a is it you have a bigger one or a smaller one that you're more prone to a smaller one because it allows for greater blood flow. So if you have a that's a physiological. One, you basically, have a stronger sense. Yes. Of, oh okay. shit! Right. right. Yeah. So that's like physiological thing. Like that's. I'm not saying that's like. No, that's one wacky. thing or another, but yeah, I mean, I thought I like I dude, I was reading this fucking book, and I literally was sitting in my my house, like no teep, like there was no s- noise in my house, and I was just sitting there, and I flopped the book down on my lap. Holy fuck, <laughs> 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 like that <laughs> fucked me up. But yeah, basically, like my conspiracy theory is that like ghosts and demons and shit just exist on a plane that we can't currently see because we're out of touch with that side of our anatomy. Goddamn, that was much more involved than mine dude <laughs> yeah i know because you're stupid as shit all right that leads me to my second conspiracy theory birds are not real <laughs> <laughs> so bat and clean up yeah <laughs> coming in fourth so my conspiracy theory here and you'll see the flyers around philadelphia is that birds are actually just government agents that are robots that are sent out by the government to surveil us. And the reason that the coronavirus pandemic is being taken so seriously is because the government is changing the battery in all the birds. And that's why, <laughs> that's why if you notice, during the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of dead birds laying around because their batteries died and the government hadn't gotten to them yet. Oh, shit. That's right. Every time you see a, a macaw flying Yo, around, maybe dude, <laughs> he's spying on you, dog. <laughs> Birds aren't real. (laughs) That's why, yo, if like that's why parrots can talk, dude. It's the government talking to you. Because birds be landing on wires and exploding. (laughs) Birds birds be landing on wires and be exploding. They explode like they literally like they'll touch a hot wire and like. Dude, I saw it was great though. They turn into like a roost. Somebody in South Philly put up a bunch of flyers that said the birds aren't real, and it had like anatomy of the bird, and it was like. Eye and it's like ocular sensors. <laughs> it was like wings. Yeah. So yeah, if you're wondering where the fuck my brain's at, birds are not real. Eric, what's or Ken, what's your second? 
My second, I'm going off the cuff here. Um, I saw this theory that you know how like in every religious text, there's some sort of angel that yeah. comes down. That what if the angels that are in religious texts are just scientists from the future? What the fuck? And like white lab coats that are coming, they came back and like manipulated events to make stuff. Oh like, fuck! Turn out in their favor. Yeah, I don't like that. I like that a lot. I, well, actually, I heard the alien. Can, can I? Can I? Good. Yeah. After you. So I, as lore podcast, and it's like the shit you hate that Erica and Jimmy listen to. <laughs> but like, it's it's really good. It's called not the, not the Gear Card Podcast. Yeah, no, it's, not, <laughs> it's not. It's not. So we're talking like sixteen, like late seventeenth century New England. There was I forget the fucker's name. It was like Ebenezer some shit. Scrooge. <laughs> that fucker. Uh, no, no, it was Scrooge Ebenezer McDuck. Babson. Ebenezer Babson. <laughs> <laughs> banging dude I'm, it so this dude they lived like it, this is like pre-colonial like this is like they're living forest. in the woods this is like you built like a ring with tree trunks around your settlement like that's the best you had basically shit so like this dude saw um he he was like sitting in his, like in his home and like heard voices and like went to check Nothing there. Did it like seventeen fucking times. And you got to keep in mind, like this is in a time where, like, if you heard human voices, like outside your home, like it, you're it, pulling it, out the strap. No, well, no, well, it was nothing else. There was, there's no mistaking that sound because you don't hear shit during. Like, hey, I'm no, walking there's here. There's not even the yeah, like yeah, like there's no buzz of anything. So basically, like this continued, and eventually he saw like dudes dressed in white. That he described, they he said that he described that they had silver muskets, and acted and moved very strangely. Aliens, possibly. So, then it eventually got worse and worse and worse. Eventually, he like retreat, took his family, retreated into like the fort settlement, and they they these were Puritans, so they viewed everything through this len- lens of re- purely religion. Yes, yeah, right? so they th- what they think it was angels. Well, they, 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 their solution was to, like, get on their hands and knees and pray to God, basically, you know? So, like, yeah, so they, they probably did think it was, so, like, something of the sort. So they um, they retreated into the fort, and what happened was, like, this is what, they, this is what the story says, is that, like, these men dressed in, like, white would, like, like, not even attack their fort, but they would be, like, out there. Like just like I running hate this. around, this is scary as fuck. They'd be out there like running, to get a cell reception, running around in running around in like these weird formations. They would like shoot at them. It was Bill and Ted. They would like, <laughs> <laughs> they would like they said they would like shoot their muskets at them, and like it would seem like it would hit them, but they just like wouldn't be affected. In the future, it was a laser tag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were in Ultra Zone out yeah, here. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the setting because a like, laser scrap. Yeah, sixteen eighty three, like Salem. Twelfth yeah. birthday party. <laughs> Yo, oh, Ultra Zone was the sh- laser tag was that shit. Yeah, laser tag was cool. But here's this cool thing about like to wrap <laughs> that up. No, I agree. Yeah, it was laser tag bang. But uh, to wrap it up, like when the when he when this guy um, Babson was like going to the fort, he encountered two guys, and like he he like you know took off and like he heard a a gunshot, and he it like he said it like whizzed by his head and like hit a tree, and he like remembered where the tree was. And when he he like after all this bullshit was over, like eventually, eventually, like I think eventually he he took a silver button off his coat and shot it at them, and like they disappeared, and then like it just like subsided. It's weird, but um, he went back to the tree, dug the bullet out, yo. Every single bullet manufactured on Earth up to that point was were round iron musket balls. 
right? Yeah. The bullet he pulled out of the tree was a fucking cylindrical pointed bullet. Like Ooh. a mu- like a which fu- were first introduced in like Damn. the early 1800s. Aliens had the Draco on them? I mean, yeah. Damn, aliens had the AK before we did. I mean, embarrassing for it's us. It's weird, dude. Yeah, that's my second one. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I guess that wraps up everything for the podcast right now. We're going to head over to our interview with Goku Love from Hero the Band. Uh, Stream Zeros, fucking, this is an um, absolutely fantastic interview. So I hope you can sleep tonight after Eric's e- Sorry, explanation guys. of aliens, dude. I, I'll be more positive next time. I don't know. That's pretty positive. Yeah, I'll come back with my dope. I'll come back with my good beats next time. <laughs> <laughs> you found my love of laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Love you guys. Yeah, we'll see Fuck you. you. At, uh, we'll see you at Ultra Zone. Alright ladies and gentlemen, today's guest on the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than Atlanta's own Goku Love from Hero the Band. How we doing? Yo, I'm good baby, <laughs> thanks for having me man. Dude, no problem. <laughs> you know what's funny, Yo, we were doing an episode of the podcast last week and our saxophone player Will comes in and he's like, yo, do you guys listen to the new Hero the Band record? And I was like, yo, first off, that's my boys on Instagram. Second off, yes, it's fucking fantastic. So you are loved up here in Philadelphia, dude. Wow, man, that's dope, man. I appreciate it, bro. Like, our mom is from Philadelphia too. Well, she was born in Philadelphia. Dude, I wanted to bring that up because we've had yeah. conversations before. Where, where did your mom live in Philly? Uh, you know what? It's gonna be bad. I really don't know. That's like, all right. That's know. all right. She told me Philly, and she <laughs> said she was down there. She was born there, and then she ended up moving to Atlanta. So it's love anyway, dude. We don't care yeah, as exactly, long as you're from here. Exactly. It's all that matters. Hey, I'll uh, say this: we are we. We, we are big Eagles, huge Eagles fans, been fans since you Douglas. Yo, uh, let's uh, go. Westbrook, you know what I mean? Uh, That's all, my childhood teams right there, baby. Yup, 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 man. Donovan McNabb, you know how you know, bro. Dude, I met McNabb last year. He's a fucking fantastic guy. Are you serious? Yeah, real good guy. We love McNabb, man. Dude, I, I met McNabb, and I met I met Brian Dawkins, and I cried real tears of joy because that's my all-time hero right there. I love Dawkins. Likewise, bro. Likewise. Brian Dawkins, was he literally – like, we play football, so we super athletes. So, yeah, literally, yeah. Brian Dawkins, it was our hero. When I played defense, uh, you know, offense and defense, when I played defense, I played with that tenacity, that aggression, punching people. Dude, he's know, a, like he's Brian a, Dawkins. Bro, he's a god up here, first off. We were playing a show for a radio station in Philly, and Dawkins yeah. was there, and yeah. he was going to talk to the crowd before we went on. And yeah. I said, I, I was like, Mr. Dawkins, please do me a favor. I was like, all my guitars are on stage. Will you fucking smash one? Please just do it in front of the crowd, please. And he laughed and he was like, nah, but I got so afraid when he went on the stage, he was just going to like freak out and go like Weapon X mode and just start smashing. Right, my right, right, right. Dude, That's I just beautiful, want, bro. I want to start with this, yo, because we had our boy Drixie. He's from Atlanta. And he talked about how much Atlanta meant to him just musically growing up and how it affected the way that, you know, he made music and the type of music right. he listened to. What right. does Atlanta mean to you guys, honestly? Uh, Atlanta is everything to us, bro. Like, if, if, you know, us growing up, you know, in Decatur, Georgia, um, I don't know who – sorry about that, bro. No, you're going, you're going. All right. But, um, yeah, growing up in Decatur, Georgia, man, um, like I said, we're blood brothers. So, growing up, you know, we couldn't listen to anything but gospel music. Uh, Boys to Men, Michael Jackson, that's Whitney Houston, that's a Prince, that's as sound, far as it went. Sounds like riding in the car with my mom right now, yeah, that's exactly R- right. right. you know what I mean? And jazz and classical music, that was all we got fed, and, and, and also, Disney, we got into the rock from Disney soundtrack, so like Mighty Ducks, what? Queen was like the soundtrack to Mighty Ducks, Yeah. you know, you had Elton John off Lion King, or oh, we had a record on there, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, that really like sparked our interest in like that type of music. 
Um, you know what I mean? Coldplay, like, changed it up for us. I mean, you got Outkast. Um, and I'll tell you a funny story. Like, we can listen to hip-hop or whatever or the secular music until yeah, middle school. You know, and our dad had a Volkswagen that only played V103, which is the hip-hop station down here. Yeah. And he said, hey, hey, man, don't tell your mom. I'm playing this for y'all. Yo, so, literally, that's yes. when we listen to, we hear all these sounds. It's Outkast. It's Ludacris. It's Bone Crusher. Crushing it down here in Atlanta. We like, yeah, yo, man. what is this world over here? <laughs> you know, so it, 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 it literally, we got a musical gumbo in Atlanta. is so diverse. I don't even think people know how, di- like, they say it's the hip-hop capital, but me and my brother started a company, um, or a touring company, a platform for the artist called Atlanta Rock of Ages. Yeah. And Atlanta Rock of Ages, there's so many rock bands. There's so many bands, period, down here that that's untapped market. Dude, I've we love Atlanta. Atlanta's one of our favorite cities to tour to. And yeah. that's the number one thing when you come through there. There's every type of fucking band there. There's bands, yeah. there's rappers. There's, you know, a lot yeah. of good reggae down there we've met. Exactly. A couple of our boys down there. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what Drixie said, too. And all of our boys from Atlanta said the same thing. It's just a melting yeah. pot, dude. You get yeah, everything down there. It's a melting there. pot. Yep. Yep. You really do. Yo, and I actually found out about you guys from Wendy Rollins, who was the DJ on 105.7. Wow. Yeah, so Wendy. Yeah. Wendy is like a Philly legend, right? That's my friend. She was a guest on the podcast last week. That's my girl. And she put me on to you guys. And that's when I tried to link up with you through Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a small world, man. It is. It really is, man. And when you're doing what you love to do, like that circle, that that, that world becomes smaller. It does, man. Because we all align. You know what I mean? We got the same vision. So, hey. Yo, I, I don't know how I didn't touch on this first. You guys are really all just brothers. Like, it's just a house full of musicians. Like, that's how you guys came up. So I like to joke with people. I was like, because we black, so a lot of people, people, I said this on stage, like, one time, it was a pool of, like, white people. It was so funny. (laughs) And I was like, I think word around the boat is that, and we did the rock, uh, it was this thing called a rock boat earlier this year. Oh, yeah, you did the rock boat? Yeah, the Uh, rock boat. Yo, with Sister Hazel invited us out. It was the greatest experience I think every band should experience, for sure. Uh But literally, I got on stage, and I was like, yeah, so there's word going around. I was like, we we aren't brothers like <laughs> brothers. Yo, I said, we are blood brothers, same mom and dad, Bro. all a year apart. Mom and dad wanted a girl, didn't get it. Got what what boys. the fuck was that house like growing up? You got four musicians. Wow. Was it a musical wow. house growing up? Like, did you guys have instruments in the house? Like, or was it like later on in life you guys got into it? So our grandma, uh, God rest her soul, she passed away back in two thousand two. Um, but she was the first, our mom, mom, she was the first person to tell us, like, to tell our mom, like, these, the guys are going to play music when they get, grow up. Oh, that's fucking You know, fantastic. and she bought us, she was like, I want to buy them a keyboard. And my mom was like, our mom was like, nah, don't get them a keyboard. They don't even play yet. You know, <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm going to get it for them because they're going to play. And she, she was right. It. Yeah, she was right. And our two she youngest right. brothers, Nick and DJ, they started with the keyboard. And our oldest, oldest brother who's not in the band, Derek, shout out to Derek. He literally inspired us. He was a drummer, keyboardist, trumpet. Yeah. He did everything. So he was like our first musical influence outside of our entire family. So like uh, our family, uh, our great grandfather, rest his soul. He built the church um, out here yeah. in Oglethorpe. Yeah. So like literally, it's, it's a huge church. It's called um, Linwood Park Church of God in Christ. Yeah. And that's where we saw our, you know, at this time, saw our great, um, our great aunt playing the organ. On one side oh, of the church, what? we see our cousin playing the drums, our other cousin playing the guitar. We across the church, there's a, our cousin playing the piano. Our great grandpa is the pastor. Our great grandma, you know, I mean, she's the first lady. Our mom and Dude, dad it always, singing in the choir. It always yeah. starts in church, yo. I started singing, yo. 13, 
13 years of Catholic school, dude. I was in the choir. Yeah. That's where yeah. I learned a lot of shit. So it's, it, it is funny how like it always comes back to church one way or another. Yeah. Right. Right. Not as real, man. Like it's that soul, man. It's, um, you know, and I, I think, I think it's that spirituality, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, we are, we aren't religious, you know, any, you know, it's just more spirit for us now. That's what um, it's gotta be, man. You know, it, it has to be, you know, it's the freest way. So I think, I was tapping into that as well. It was like, all right, yeah, this is, Bro, you know, music, that, that music is a spiritual thing, dude. Whether or not, yo, it doesn't have to be organized, whatever it exactly. is, but it's a spiritual experience. Yeah. Yep. This, yep. this is another thing, yo. Whenever we do the podcast, I try and say to the guests, I'm like, yo, there's yep. always something that sticks out about somebody. And for me with you guys, I put two things down on the paper. I said, you What's guys that? have an unbelievable energy. Yeah. And you're not afraid to try new things. And yeah. to me, like, yeah. I can listen to three different songs by you guys, and I can feel three different things. Like, is that, an mm. all, is that a purpose thing? Like, because for us, we always, we say we make whatever the fuck we want. We don't care. Like, we're going to make My what dude, we, my dude, you know I mean? that's it. That's it. That's what we do. We never go into the studio like, yo, we got to make this type of record or this yep. type of, you know, for the people. And this was like, nah, we just make what we feel and what we feel. Exactly. It always comes out so or, or, organic. You know what exactly. I mean? And it's the feeling, it's the truest, rawest feeling that you're going to get, and the fans will react to it every time. It doesn't need it. to be the same thing over and over and no, over again. People no. want variety, dude. They, they want different want, shit. Bro, we say this. We live in an age, I tell these labels and every. Yeah. I said, bro, we live in a time now, like, everybody have access to every type of music. You know, People and it, want an experience now. Not they're, they're, Like, these kids are looking for an experience, not a genre. Exactly. Yo, genres don't even fucking exist anymore. It don't even exist. It don't even exist. All right, we're, <laughs> we're on the same page here. Dude. Yeah, we I, are. We are. I mean, so for me, like, when I look at it, like, I know for us, we get pressure from people, like, who we work with or whatever to say, like, yo, like, do you want to be in this band? Do you want to be in that band? And I always say, no, we're fucking us, dude. We don't care, like, what you want to exactly. label it. Do you ever get exactly. that pressure to be like, yo, they're trying to pigeonhole me as this or that? I feel like on our rise to where we are now, like I said, still growing, I feel like everybody, I think still, even till today, people are always like, hey, um, but I say this, on, on, like I said, on the journey to this point where we are today, people was like, you know, having these meetings with these labels or different people, whatever like that. And they were like, you know, what, genre who's the crowd you're catering to like these different things i'm like everybody everybody exactly, like, yeah. who are who, 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 who you guys like what is the sound who can you compare to hero the band you exactly. know like it is you are who you are you can't be nobody else because everybody else is taken and i think now like being with this label for a year now they have they're finally realizing understand that hey you guys are diverse like exactly guy you guys could go on tour with Green Day, Weezer, freaking Pink, you know, and still, and then go on a tour with John Legend yo, and yo, somebody else. Yo, that is exactly <laughs> my point. The thing is, I think, too, we've gotten so many opening slots with bands where people were like, yo, you're opening for that fucking person? I'm like, yeah. Right, right. We got to open for Bon Jovi, and I got people looking at me like, wow. that was fucking amazing, by the way. Wow. But, yo, it, it's it's to me, like, I always find it, like, funny in, like, today's day and age. Like, people are still yeah. trying to box you in. Like, there is no box. Like, there's no so box. That's over with. What are you listening to right now? Like, we do a segment on the podcast called What the Fuck Have We Been Listening To? And for yeah. us, like, it's all over the place. Like, I'm I'm a diehard hip-hop guy. Like, I'm a fucking historian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I want to know, like, what, like, because I listen to the EP, right? We love it. Yeah. Like, it's Fox yeah. Shot Approve 150%. But Thank I hear you. everything on there, dude. Like, what have yeah. you guys been listening to during quarantine to be like, yeah, this is what we're moving towards? So what's so funny, man, is that those songs are three years old. Dude, I fucking, yo, we just put out a record last week, and two of the yeah. songs were recorded in 2018. <laughs> this is right. how it always goes, yo. We were, just, we were just sitting, like, in quarantine, and... 
you know, we haven't released a record since the Back to Myself record, and that was almost a year and a half ago. And for us, it was like, yo, like, we sitting down, just chilling. Like, the fans need something. Yes. You know, the label wasn't too much. Like, eh, we was like, that's why it's only on SoundCloud now. Exactly. So I like, was going to ask you we that, like, you know? it. We just going to drop it anyway, and we going to push it. We're going to do our thing. And it's it's the response has been phenomenal. Yeah, dude, the numbers look great. Like, <laughs> yeah, that. I'm I'm impressed because we had we've had so many conversations with bands too where they were like, dude, I just don't know what to do. I can't tour to support it. And I'm like, yo, yeah, the music's gotta come first. Like that has, has to come to. first. Always, always. Dude. And to me, like, I listened to your record and the, like energy was the first thing I fucking thought. And the thing yeah. I found even more like interesting was because I, I all the visuals are fucking fantastic. And I looked yeah, at yeah, some yeah. of yeah, you guys film that out front of your house? Out front of my house, bro. Yo, swear to God. Is- like literally we 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 had shot a video with some things that happened with the other videographer that we wanted to get out, but then it was like, all right, whatever, we got to keep it moving, keep it pushing. Exactly. What's the next song? Well, you know, because we have an idea for other songs. We was like, this song, we could just do something right quick. We just put something together. Yeah. And we did just that, bro, and literally, like I said, capture magic. You know what I mean? You capture magic. You don't, it's no excuses. Like, just get up, make it happen. Bro, you it's know? so funny. People think you need, like, a $50,000 video budget. No, no. We, no. We, all of our promo because we were in quarantine the day we were right. really allowed to get out and like do that shit i rented yeah. a drone i got my videographer dylan and i said yo we're going into the middle of the woods and we're that's filming it. this shit yo it that's took us it. five hours and we had like six weeks worth of promo done that's Just it pull the trigger and do it dude that's it bro that's it and i tell people that all the time artists all the time a lot of artists yep. are like you know, man, I don't have a support. I'm like, bro, you got you got to be your own support system first. You are your own support first. Yo, you, you got to support I- yourself first. Then other people will believe it and see it. Exactly. Like, right, I can support too because you're going hard for yourself. Dude, and people people are always late, to, especially like in the industry and shit like that, are late to jump on. But if you can do it yourself, do it yourself. They'll come. Do it yourself. Do exactly, it yourself. Bro. And like I say, I know us being with the label is like to be rebellious and still do what we wanted to do. It yeah. caught their eye and like, whoa. What the hell? Like, this Bro. is scrape. Can't do nothing. You can't. The numbers don't lie. The exactly. fans don't lie. So, you know, we can't We can't make this up. So, you no. know, and, that's, and that goes back to that. We we are out of the box. We can go do all. Somebody said, when they listened to Unicorn, it was a comment that said, yo, if Prince was still alive, he would have had to hire Hero the Band to uh, innovate his music. God rest Dude. his soul. So. Oh my God. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. That's my, you know, it's funny. Yo, when you brought up earlier, your dad in the car being like, yo, don't, don't tell your mom. I showed you this shit. The first yeah, thought yeah. when I was a kid, I was probably <laughs> like eight or nine. My dad's a musician. My dad's like a diehard. He, I grew up on, yeah. grew up on everything in my house, but we were in the car and he was like, yo, don't tell your mom. I fucking showed you this. And he plays sexy motherfucker by Prince. And that's <laughs> my life, dude. Changed my life. Prince is God to me. Boy, really? No, seriously, bro. Seriously, man. Is Prince someone for you guys you look at and you're like, yo, that's like for you, who do you look at as like the idols right there? Like is your I like cry when I cry when Prince passed away. That's Same, that dude. tells you a lot. I cry when Michael Jackson passed away. Tells you a lot. Yep. Um, I mean Jimmy Hendrix, I mean I wasn't alive, but Jimmy Hendrix is somebody that, that's near and dear to our heart and that spirit that we just try to channel. Do you ever uh, I mean, think about the fact that Jimi Hendrix was 27 when he died and, like, the yeah, impact that's crazy. that he put on the fucking world? Dude, I'm, that's crazy. Yo. That's crazy. I'm old. I'm 28. I'm older than Jimi Hendrix, dude. And look at what right. he did in a short amount exactly. of time. It's fucking incredible. Short amount of time, bro. Short amount of time, bro. People like that change the world, man. Yep. And, really? Seriously, bro. Seriously, man. It's, I love it. I love it too, man. But, like, when I look at, too, like, I'm, like, looking back at your video stuff, and like, did you... What did you shoot it on? Who shot it? Like, did you have somebody come through and do it? Was it one of your one of your people you work with? Did you shoot that on iPhones? Like, yeah, that was uh, 
one of our guys. So shout out to Lethal. Uh, uh, I'm trying to give out that free promo, bro. Him, you know what I mean? <laughs> lethal shot by shot by uh, Lethal, whatever like that. Um, so yeah, we um he literally is like shot some stuff for us, and we had hit him up or he had hit us up. We kind of been talking because he want to shoot another video that we're supposed to be shooting on Wednesday uh, to a song off Unicorn, and uh, we were like, "Yo, we're not ready yet." But he was like, "All right, but well, I still want to shoot," you know, and. We end up just shooting, you know, like like I said, he did some work for us before, and it was like, all right, I'm hungry, like let's like let's work. I don't have nothing else to do. Let's keep working, bro. That is the biggest thing for people. Yo, if you're somebody in the industry who's trying to get in, especially with video, anything like that, just be there. Fucking yeah, show up and you. be there, dude. I'm and you. will, you'll wind up being with a band. It, you'll wind up working with people. Exactly, and that's the thing too. Like, bro, when it comes to, I tell people all the time, I'm like, dude, like when it comes to just, uh keep the video simple sometimes you don't have Always. to go over the top because this one we literally tapered all the way down and was like yo let's just capture the essence of you're the band the swag the you know whatever like it's like certain things that people might not see have seen in our other videos it yep. was like you know this is you know where they can really just focus on the song the music at that point it was you know perfect I mean? too dude it literally yeah. complimented the, it made you listen to the fucking song it didn't make you right. look at the video it made you listen right. to the song Exactly. Yep. Let me ask you, as far as quarantine goes, did you guys have to cancel a lot of dates? Because I know we did. <laughs> Every day it's been canceled. Unbelievable, like, dude. From Bonner, this was going to be a big year. So it was like Bonnaroo, the Epic Center Festival, Shaking Knees here in Atlanta. Dude, I know. Uh, I saw your so lineup, many, bro. I was, bro, yeah. I was filming for you guys. And yeah, it, I was like, nah. Does it make you appreciate it more, though? Because like, I know for me, it like, does. I'm itching. It, at, I, we were in D.C., New York, and Philly the week before quarantine. Like the day quarantine yeah, yeah. started, we were in D.C. Yeah. I just miss it so much, dude. I miss playing shows. Man, I think us artists, somebody uh, I had reposted on my personal page. It was hilarious. Um, Somebody, one of my friends, a musician friend, ended up putting up like Ben Affleck. There was like <laughs> when artists, when artists have, uh, when artists are in their set or touring or whatever, and he had him looking all good all and smiling. Jack and shit. <laughs> and then it was like, right, then it said, it had a split screen. It was like when artists, uh, don't have shows during quarantine. He was looking fat. He was yeah. out of shape. He was had a cigarette. I was crying. Yo, do you feel how we feeling right now? Do you feel like you stayed sharp though? Like, cause for us, like we we took the time in quarantine. Yeah, we buckled down and we wrote and we made so much shit in that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the first time I've ever been able to focus on one aspect. Like, just mm -hmm. make things, not worry Man. about tour or anything like that. Like, how did you guys handle it? Same, bro. I think I, I believe and I know we are one and the same at this point. I mean, yeah, we man. literally created a whole album a whole album dude it's so exact it's like you know I, I, it was another friend of ours they came in our house you know and we recorded everything at the house we did everything at the house oh that's and fantastic. they said um they said well i said well hey what you been up to it was like yeah nothing just chilling really and then oh. they said y'all make me feel bad because y'all got a whole damn album i had to book one song dude my our agent just told us this is when i knew we was doing something right our agent just told us Cage the Elephant had is just now about to get in the studio to just try to write something. Are you fucking? Well, I guess they don't have to fucking worry about it. It's already and taken. It's not really. They chilling, but it showed me it, something struck to me. I took out of that was, you're right. Yeah. Right now, nobody is dropping music Yo, like that. Exactly. Nobody is. This is the time. If you want to build, you want to take the attention from on the internet, you want to yes, get that dude. buzz. This is the time to penetrate it and fuck it good. Can I curse? We, I'm sorry. Yo, no. I've said fuck like nine times, dude. Right, cool, 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 <laughs> no, cool. yo, because I said the same shit to the band. I was like, yo, we have an option here. We can right. sit back because, yo, the playing field is equal. Yo, I said Drake yep. can't tour right now. Drake can't nope. tour. We can't tour. We're exactly. all in the same 
not. But there's exactly. going to be people that drag their feet and feel yep. sorry for themselves. And then there's going to be other people who swoop in and fucking take the attention. Take over. Yep. Throw it my That's way, it. dude. That's dude, it. I fucking love you guys, <laughs> yo. <laughs> we love y'all too, man. Seriously, bro. Dude. Seriously. So, like, for me, like, I, I brought up the shows. What's been the biggest, like, I always ask this question. What's been the biggest oh shit moment? Like, when you've been standing next to somebody and being like, oh, my God, I'm actually talking to this person. Like, have you had, like, a moment yet where you were just, like, starstruck? Andre 3000. Yeah, all right, we'll explain that. You can't just fucking go three stacks and not explain it. <laughs> so it was uh, it was some good friends of ours who went to high school with. Yeah. They knew Andre um, or whatever. And then I know it was a summer after I graduated high school, uh, you know, I was just looking for a job or whatever like that. And their Andre mom, uh, God rest her soul, Miss Sharon, she had, they had a church or whatever like that. And they had like a summer, some summer camp. It was called Camp Starlight. Yeah. It was a summer camp. So I ended up, me and my brother DJ, the drummer, um, my little brother DJ, we ended up working up there, uh, I want to say, for about two months, you know, to the end of the summer. And Andre, the day I, the, how I met him, because all the kids were like, oh, you know Andre going to come up here, you know Andre going to be up here. You know, I'm keeping my cool. I'm like, it's cool, you know, like, you know. And I was like, oh, I never get starstruck. I was like, no, I'll never get starstruck. But how it happened just blew me away. We were in the cafeteria feeding the kids my back was turned to the door so i couldn't see who was at the door oh my god all i just heard was his voice you knew it right away voice i got shook up bro yeah where i was like whoa i turned around i was just like whoa that's andre <laughs> dude Built the relationship with this dude he told me and my brother he said because seven his son seven benjamin shout out to seven he said Yo, dad, you gotta check out these dudes' music. You gotta check. And this was like in our earlier stages. You know, he yeah. called his mom, called Erica, and Erica Badu, and she was just like, Yeah, seven, I gotta listen to, I gotta check it out, whatever like that. He literally listened to our music and he said, You guys are going to take over the world. We went oh, into yeah. a pizza joint. This is come from Andre. Yeah. We went into a pizza joint. <laughs> we walked in there with the camp and him. Everybody, he don't like attention. So everybody started like whispering and everything like that. And he made us huddle up and was like, Kid, I can't make this up. He looked at me and my brother. I don't even, I'm not expecting this. We're not expecting this. Yeah. yeah. He says, this is what y'all going to have to go through one day in y'all life. So y'all get ready for it. Yeah. I said, am I, and everybody at the camp was looking like, what the? <laughs> I'm even looking like, what? I Dude. can't make this up. And we went to like a small um, Asian restaurant or like that. But like, some, and seeing him play this when he was getting ready for the Jimi Hendrix movie. So he's walking around his mom's yeah. house just playing the guitar, learning how to play, and had his afro. He really was embodying Jimmy, man. And, like, I, so I was actually there in that moment. And so I, I, that was the only time and one of the greatest experiences of my life. Bro. I'm so Seriously. fucking glad I asked that question because that, yo, yeah. that's a story. Yo, first off, Andre is going to be someone who's going to be remembered like Prince. Forever, in the, yep. in the same way that, like, just someone who shook the game up. Yep. I, I have an undying love for Alcas. That's just a fucking crazy story. I, yep. I, yo, I got nothing to compare to that. I got, I got cool stories, but I don't got like Andre three thousand like taking me around. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I mean, yeah, do you, do you cool. see a lot of people coming through Atlanta? Like, do you bump into people? Like, you bring up Andre. I'm like, you just running around with a dungeon family or something like that. Like, what? like yeah, we do run around with the dungeon family. That's hilarious. <laughs> so like Rico Wade and uh, uh, uh Sleepy Brown. Um, Atlanta's uh, really uh, like that, though. I feel like Atlanta is a like very that. fucking tight knit community. When you're, when you're doing something unique, you're doing yeah. something different. You know, like they will find you. Or yeah, you to will stick attract out. yourself to the 
right people. You know what I mean? Or, or just energy that was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, like to stand out in Atlanta when like there's so much shit coming out of Atlanta, you have to do something different. Like I think it has to be like a like a positive for you guys to like motivate you to Bro, do something different. Everybody say y'all are in a lane of y'all own. So Remember you can now, this is hip hop capital. This is yeah, this it is really is. Yo. So you got Future, you got the Migos, you got Ludacris, you got Ti, you got all these people. So when you get four, and we all from the same place, they either from the west side or they from the east side of Atlanta, yeah. Decatur, Georgia. And when you have four black brothers from Decatur, Georgia, not rapping, not doing hip hop, you're gonna stand they're out. Doing, they're doing crossover music. It's like literally the red carpet is always laid out. Like yo, like this is some new, this is innovative or whatever like that. So it's pretty dope. It's was really it dope. ever like? Was it ever like a purposeful thing to kind of like drive in the opposite direction when everybody's going left, you go right, or was it just something that that's just what came out of you? Uh, it's just what honestly, bro. We was an R&B group at first. We were, we're an R&B group at first called Inseparable. Uh, Justin, the guitarist, our oldest brother in the band. He, he, you know, he was a senior. I was a junior. DJ was a sophomore, and then our baby brother was a uh, freshman in high school. I hear, I hear the R&B though, dude. You got R&B vocals. Yeah. You, you got, you got yeah. R&B like vibe in there. So like, like I said, not... we fuse, we fuse everything exactly. into it. It's just a gumbo. It's a gumbo. And like I said, all the music that we grew up off of, that's what inspired us. So. I mean, literally, like, going from R&B to be, like, all right, solely R&B, just standing around or like that. We was like, you know, our dad was like, yo, y'all should, y'all play instruments. Why Mix it up, band? dude. He said, exactly. y'all should be a band. We started laughing at him. We was like, that ain't nobody been on band. That's funny. <laughs> like, nobody doing that. This is in 2008. And literally, I want to say, I think we, like, well, we were an R&B group for a year. We went through that whole fiasco. And then... It just wasn't working out. We were like, yo, why are we? They like, get into the windows, get into the windows, dancing or whatever like that. We like, we bumping into each other. I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, we can't do this. You know, then we look stupid. You know what I mean? I'm not about to be licking my lips every 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're in a fucking like, pretty, already, you're in a pretty Ricky video out in the right, rain, dude. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, bro, we already sexy. I ain't got to be trying to be sexy all day. I'm like, bro, I'm good. <laughs> so we always joke like that. But I'm just like, bro, so next thing you know, we ended up, you know, listening to our dads like, all right, bump it one day we just like oh it's gonna be a band you know and the rest sure is enough, history, dude yeah the rest is history honestly bro and that's what happened so dude this has been fucking fantastic i definitely want yeah. you guys back on we uh, got to get all the boys on next time we dude, i'll bring the, the i'll bring the whole fucking i'll bring all six of us that would be a time that would be a fucking time yeah all right, so real quick, last question out. What's for the rest of the year? Like, because now we have no fucking idea what's actually going to happen. But, like, are you guys planning on put more music out? Are you working on more music? What's the plan? Yep, we got a whole nother album coming out with the label. Hell um, yeah. it's, it's called Sonic Leap. Um, so it's with this guy by the name of Jingle Jared, our producer, Donovan Jarvis. Um, and, yeah, so we have Wait, like a Wait, did you say Jingle Jared? Yeah. You know Jared Goodstat? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yep, he's doing our, he's doing our album with us, so. Good dude, uh, yeah. We've had yeah. some communication. Yep. So we're literally doing that. So we dropping that um with the podcast album. So it's some good stuff in the works, you know. Um, just constantly yeah. building, you know, just constantly building. So, uh, yeah, man. Like we looking forward to everything, bro. We stand, you know. So more music, more videos, more visuals, all the way riding this thing all the way out until we can go back and tour. Dude, put that fucking foot to the gas pedal and keep moving, bro. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yo, fucking Goku, love. It's been Yo. a pleasure, my man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank all you right, my brother. All right, bro. Peace. Thank you. Peace.